0: but not to kind of plan or... a Why can't I talk? <laughs> Adhere. <laughs> That's the word I wanted to say. Adhere myself.
1: Welcome to the Bright Tea Love, the podcast where you put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Sometimes I'll break formats and not do any challenges. And uh, just kind of talk about our own productivity stuff and things that we find interesting. Like previously, we've done things like apps we can't live without, which is a fun episode. Uh, that was from about a year and a half ago. No, maybe, maybe, somewhere around there. But we we'll like to break a break, uh, format sometimes. And we're going to do that today with uh, the working title. Mike might change the title of this episode to something catchier, but I'm using the working title, Strange Habits. Which I don't want to not be that strange because we tested stranger things on this show. But uh, these are things that are consistent with us that we've been doing for a long while that are uh, not necessarily saying that we covered in the show explicitly. But before we get to that, uh, we've been up to Mark. Any big accomplishments
0: you want to share? Any struggles? I mean, life is a struggle, isn't it, right? <laughs> Outside of that, no big account. I mean, it's been a week for the listeners. It's been a week since mm-hmm. we last recorded but uh, so nothing big. Um, I finished my final exam for copy editing in which, you know, because of work and late nights and other things, I started off early in completing the final exam and then it was just a mad rush to complete it. And I was already <laughs> no. exhausted mentally. Don't edit when you're tired. <laughs> you should, I should know that, obviously, because when I went back to look at the answer key, it's Officially hasn't been graded, but the answer key was already released uh, after submission. And so when I went to look at the answer key, you know, just my forehead really hurt from all <laughs> the face palms I was doing on some of like the basic stuff. Like that versus which and and all these other things. I'm like, ah, I know that. I even questioned that, but I didn't like edit it or make a change on that. Um, so yeah, kicking myself for some of those things, but you know, I was kind of tired and I just wanted to get it done, and I submitted it. So, uh, unfortunately, me starting off earlier in the week to start the exam all went to um, all went to heck uh, once work <laughs> got involved. So nice <laughs> censoring right there. I'm yeah. <laughs> so uh, outside of that, um, just this was my last week in my class, so I got a few weeks off. Before I start uh, copy editing too. And that's where we move into the medium uh, edits of copy editing. So that's where I do a little bit more of uh, suggestions on revising sentences for uh, folks. Before I didn't Mm -hmm. really, you don't do that in light copy editing, but you do a little bit more medium copy copy editing and maybe write suggestions and rewrite suggestions. give it to them like i've done that for you for a few where i like Mm -hmm. give you like two or three examples to kind of illustrate what i where i thought you were going based on the structure and everything and then my last class is going to be heavy copy editing which is much more in depth like maybe mm-hmm. rewriting the entire paragraph or stuff. Like wow. That. So, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it will be fun and interesting. So doing that, um, I worked on two upcoming posts this week. One I'm trashing because I've rewritten it several times and I just can't get it to work. <laughs> and then I did my monthly reviews and planning uh, this week as well. Uh, sometimes I, I completely forgot that it is September. September had started and yeah. a whole new month finishing out the third quarter and I uh, need to do planning before the fourth quarter begins October, November, December. So am I going to do NaNoWriMo? Probably not, but uh, <laughs> you never know. So that's kind of what I've been up to this week. What about yourself? Uh, I just recently finished a first draft of a short story
1: uh, that I that I will probably will not have up on the blog by the time this episode comes out. If it does, I'll send you a link. But the working tile is The Trash. I'm traveling next week for work, so I'll have less time to work on rewriting it and editing. I'm trying to get myself used to rewrites and edits, so I'm trying to do one short story a month, uh, about 5,000 words or so, where I will write it twice, and then I'll edit it uh, before submission. The previous one I did was Jack and the Girl, uh, which actually technically could be said that it was rerun four times or three times because i wrote it twice as a audio play and i wrote it twice as a prose story so by the time i finished it it was pretty solid in my head what the story was about uh that's will probably be linked in the show notes we'll see but you can always go to my personal writing blog jonathankweb.com to get the uh full full thing uh for all my writings Uh, but yeah i finished doing that I also finished editing our last episode because I'm traveling next week. I tend to edit the weekend before an episode's release, but the turnaround is pretty quick since I'm traveling next week for work. But it's been good. I've been finishing some things, but nothing too substantial, I'd say. Uh, Work's been busier, which has been nice. It makes uh, the days go by faster. So I've been having a lot of fun with having a busy uh, work week with a lot of deadlines to meet before I am out of the office for traveling. But yeah, it's been a week of small wins, I'd say. So nothing too big. I'll be starting my class in, I think, nine days. So I'll be uh-huh. just yes. like you, Mark, and be a student. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing terribly uh, unusual, I'd say, happening. But that could also mean that we could talk about our unusual habits and routines. We we're kind of doing an ad lib structure for this episode. Uh, we'll start with you, Mark. Do you have like anything that you like to talk about or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. You go first. All right. All right. So the this episode, I think, is going to be partially a spiritual successor to our last episode on the quantified self. That hopefully episode
0: that doesn't get lost. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't get lost. We're recording this thing on Zoom and also uh, on our local hard drives. So hopefully, if something fails, there's a backup. <laughs> As they say, one is none. So two or more is what you need to have. You know, the backup. Yes. So I want to talk about a certain check in I do each day. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but haven't really gotten too much in detail. And I won't go too in detail either, I think, during this whole thing, uh, because the spreadsheet is becoming more and more complex as it goes on. And it's actually been a while since I worked on it. So I've kind of forgot the intricate workings of it. But uh, on the quantified self episode, I did talk about this thing, which none of you guys would know. Uh, but at the end of each day, I do a daily check-in by using the app Exist as we reviewed on the show, and which was also featured in the episode on our favorite leaser apps and habits or habits of the past year of TPL. I use Exist every day where I tag everything, I rank my day, I write it down in a short journal entry, and I just kind of uh, use it as like a general way of like keeping track of myself. Uh, I like to do the journal entries because Exist will like send you a... Like a random snippet from some random point in time. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that day. That happened then. Uh, So it's always nice to see that. But I also just saying that's a little bit more quantified. It exists a little bit. It's good. But it doesn't help me track my goals, so to speak. So I have the spreadsheet at the end of each day. Where I have it divided up into various sections that are equal to my values. So I have a list of values that I try to reflect each day. Uh, they are health, which includes mental and physical, which are both their own value in the spreadsheets, growth, maintenance, career, creativity, finances, relationships, community, fun, ethics, and my yearly themes and monthly themes. I Then at each day, I get into my spreadsheets and each of these uh, little Rankings, which I, which were, or these values, which were inspired by the book Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith, which in the book he talks about how the best way to track habits isn't by uh, a peer, did I do it, did I not do it way. It's on a ranking system. He does a one through 10 ranking system. I do a, a negative two to two ranking system. And at the end of each day, I rank these areas of my life of how well I did at at trying to fulfill those but it's not just that I have it broken down as well for, for example, my mental health uh, I have it broken down by habits that I want to focus on specifically for these values. So for my mental health I have the section of being present, making myself happy, having no regrets, practicing mindfulness I do five minutes meditation every work day, and embracing boredom, which is a new one on there because sometimes it's easy to get bored, or procrastinating work and just doing something that's like, I don't know, going to Reddit or Twitter for 30 minutes instead of actually doing your job, or something like that. But it's better to have forced boredom, or that way you're forced to do things that you don't necessarily want it to do. Or if there's, a thing, if you have time to kill, you could do something more productive, like reading. So I've uh, I've created that I put that thing there, and at the end of each day, I go through the through this list and I rank each of those. So the being present, making myself happy, having no regrets on a scale of negative two to two. And the negative numbers means I did something actively against it. So something that's detrimental towards that habit, I give it a negative number. A negative one is like I did something loosely uh, negative towards it. And negative two means I basically self-sabotage, which doesn't happen too often. But when I do, I make note of it and I actually use the note section in Google Sheets and make a note there saying, like, okay, here's what I did wrong. And then on the other side, we have one and two, which are positive attributions towards it, or contributions towards it. Then a one is like a like a light or kind of like the bare minimum needed to fulfill this. And a two is going the extra mile typically, or doing the, the desired range to get to that point to fulfill that. And zero is for nothing really changed, but nothing got worse. But sometimes I'll also leave the zero as a blank, uh, depending on the day of the week. Like I don't really judge myself on certain things like my career on uh, the weekends. So those get just get blanks. And not every day a habit should be practiced because it's hard to fit everything in it. If not, you will just become a habit machine. And so uh, sometimes I'll arbitrarily put a zero or a blank depending on how I'm feeling about how I should have addressed it that day. And at the end of each or at the top of the spreadsheet then, at the top of each section, so in the mental health section, for example, my, my scores yesterday were zero for being present, two for making myself happy. And two for having no regrets. That's it. I, I left the other sections blank uh, because it, like there's uh, no I don't really practice mindfulness so much on Fridays and uh, boredom is uh, not really so common for me on Fridays since I'm usually pretty busy in those days. So I, at the top of that section, it averages out as a one. So my my mindful score or my mental health score that day gets a one. And then at the top of the spreadsheet, sheet, it takes all these averages for each value I have and adds them all together for my total score of the day, total score of the day, which could add up to 24, no more. And for example, yesterday my mental health score was one, physical health was one, growing myself was two. Uh, maintaining my life was two. Working my career was two. Uh, creative was a two. So these are all max scores. It was a really good day yesterday, as you could tell. Everything was two except for community, where I did my, my bare minimum for the community stuff that day. And that and my mental and physical health. Everything else is all twos. And that add up to a cumulative score of 22. So yesterday was a really good day. That's kind of like what I'm looking for with this sheet. And that means I should uh, that I should keep on going with that. I'm going to find an example of a bad day now. Let's see. Here's one. Uh, this is from Sunday, August 28th. The total score that day was an eight. That was not a good day. Sundays are typically tend to be my lazier days too. So a lot of these sections don't even get filled in. So those are, you should contribute towards it too. But I scored a two on mental health, one on physical health, which is actually kind of strange because I run a lot on Sundays. Two on growth, negative two on maintenance uh, because apparently I went over budget that day. I scored myself on how well I did my budget. I put a negative two for going over budget. So I really broke my habit that day. So my maintaining was negative two. Uh, creativity didn't do anything that day, so I was at zero. Uh, my finances were one because I didn't, a one thing I write myself in my finances is spending my wisely. I put a zero. I don't remember what I bought that day, but I consider it at least somewhat wise, I guess, so I put it as a zero. And then uh, financial sound, sal- financially sound, sal- which is basically I have enough money in savings to support myself if something bad happens. That gets a two basically every day, so the average to a one. Uh, my relationships are pretty high at two, you know, two across the board on that one. Had a fun day. I gave myself a two on having fun. And that though they come out to being a total of eight out of twenty-four. And so each day I go through all this and I I look at my score and I use it to kind of adjust and prepare myself for the next day. At the end of each month I look through all these scores and see which days are the worst, which facets of my life need to be focused on more, and which ones uh, are doing fine and which ones I'm fine with like laying aside for the next month so I could work on growing the error habits. And so each each the each day I do this takes about maybe two or three minutes. Of course, building the spreadsheet took forever. This is actually the the 3.1 iteration. I varied this thing multiple times, and I did a change. I used to do all positive numbers from like zero to five, I think, but I didn't like that because it's kind of weird to still like have a like a total each day. Like I want to purposely give myself a negative number for when I actively uh, active against myself, because that way I could kind of feel the emotional pain again. I give myself in a negative number instead of just like a one, and uh, that I think encourages me to do better seeing that negative one there versus like seeing like a one instead. So I just changed the scoring system from uh, zero through five or one through five to two to or negative two to two and put that on there. I was thinking to doing it on a three point scale from like negative three to three, but I feel like that uh this is a good range to have. And yeah, that's my that's my weird habit number one. It's a very refined system. I'd like to test this out on the product lab with you, Mark. But I'll need to get you like a spreadsheet together. I'll create like a special end drive. I just call it daily review 3.0 right now or 3.1. I'm thinking about. I actually have ideas to improve upon this, but it takes hours to build these spreadsheets, and I don't want to put this time that time in. So I haven't done it in a while, but. At the end of each month, I have this tracker called Days Days Observed so I can see how many days I've I observed this habit of some sort. So it's nice to have for uh, knowing which ones I'm focusing on, either in a positive or negative light. Uh, then I also have a monthly score where I total up each score of each column to know like which one did the highest. And I have that broken down in percents based on uh, what percent of the total score it is. So last month, my highest score... Uh, by percent was relationships i get scored a 11.49 percent of my telescope for that month uh went towards it so that was my best area last month and i also have the average as well which is another way of looking at the same data uh, which also that one scored at two as well uh, which would be the high score so yeah this is my very intricate spreadsheet that's I would I've been wanting to write a blog post about forever, but it's so intricate I can't even get myself to sit down and write about it. So I think I've been talking about it a lot on the show for ages. But yeah. I haven't done anything about it. I would like to share it with people, but it just is so I just it's a lot of stuff I gotta relearn if I want to share it with people. So yeah, that is my weird habit number one and probably my strangest habit. So that's why I put it first. <laughs> because it's a lot to talk about and we only have so much time to record.
0: <laughs> Any questions, Mark? I don't even know where to begin because that's a lot. Yep. And
1: this, I've been doing this. Uh, I've been using the 3.0 spreadsheet uh, style for uh, since December 2019. I've been in the 3.0. So it shows how long it's been since I last updated this thing. Last thing I've made some minor tweaks since then to make it a 3.1. Mm-hmm. But this very intricate system I have uh, has been in use since December 2019. So it's been nearly two years of using this style of tracking. And I have two other iterations of this. So I've been doing this for probably since like 2018 or so. I could find my old spreadsheet to verify that. But this has been like a very staple part of my life for a long while. Let's see. Daily review. Let's see. Daily review. I guess I'll just search for it. Daily review. Uh, First one. The first spreadsheet was made or started to be used in May 2018. So I've been doing this since May 2018.
0: It's been a long while. <laughs> so. Yeah. When when you're going over it, like I wouldn't even know what to ask. That's that's quite the habit, uh, mm. quite the customization for you, and it seems to uh, work and fine tune. But I know we say it this uh, quite a bit on the show that we are out total opposites. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep because like so when you break it down to a numerical representation of uh, what your day is like and I know you're you know you're the engineer of the numbers and I'm the feely touchy person so I'm like, <laughs> how did I feel today? Oh, I felt I felt good um, and so like my, equivalent I guess task that I would do would be my journaling whether that's in the daytime or in the evening so it's um like that's what I write with my challenges or problems or now that's not to say I don't have any uh, checklist items so Mm -hmm. for my things of tracking I do use exist for example Mm -hmm. so I do review from a weekly basis of what that is I on a daily basis I like to open One of the things uh, when I do open the app and in the morning, I like to see kind of, you know, based on the data that I've entered, what is it thinking that my day is going to be today uh, based off, you know, historical perspective. Mm -hmm. So if I was to look at it now, (laughs) oh, my God, Um, (laughs) my Saturdays had definitely changed based off what I've been tracking recently. So. It's telling me, you know, my Saturday is often tagged with back pain, And which I told you when we started, like I wasn't going to be jogging today. It's going to be yeah. more of a yoga session because my sciatica and back. So that's accurate consumed, which means I'm consuming a lot of media. Like, uh, oh yeah, YouTube.
1: that's a, okay, that's a good. One. I have something called TV or movie binge, which is actually kind of hard to quantify because I, sometimes, like, I want to be lazy, so I'll just tag it as lazy instead. Uh, yeah, a binge to me yeah. is like like binge drinking or something is like it's like
0: unhealthy but like if you're just consuming a lot because you want to that's when i put lazy day for me yeah i may split those up or add something to to as as a marker to say like this is purposeful mm. um yeah like, you know our listeners know that we talk about like productivity isn't about how much you can do is about what you know part of it is how you're intentionally spending mm. your time and if that's binging netflix then mm. being, you're being productive
1: yeah, like uh, last night I watched two movies. I watched a really fun indie adventure film called Dave Made a Maze. And then I watched Lord of the Rings to Two Towers after that. That was four and a half hours of my life just dedicated to watching movies last night. But it was completely intentional. So my tag for that is movie
0: night. I gave myself a movie night. It was. I great. played video games. Um, I went to get a veggie burger and some fries. And I played uh, video games <sighs> afterwards. But I also worked late. It was like a late dinner because I didn't sign off work till like 8 eight or so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, or a little after 8. And I'm on call today. But anyway, oh, wow. the, okay. the the last one was fast food. So oh. that, you know, me going out and get a veggie burger or something mm-hmm. like that um, and not cooking at home. So that's what it's been tagging my Saturdays with. But So I use that. I do use that to kind of tag any particular things that happen. I'm constantly modifying or changing the tags of what I'm tracking once I built a particular habit. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of second thought. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in me tracking that particular thing. I do review that on a weekly basis to kind of say, okay, based off the week, and then I have a physical planner on my desk Mm -hmm. and I can see what I've marked off, what I scratched through. I then, you know, make a little note about how I thought the week went mm-hmm. when I'm doing my next weekly planning, which is every Sunday. So I make a note and say, "Okay, here's what went well, and here's what I could have done better." And so I make notes of that uh, at that in my commonplace book, or if I feel that I've gotten out of step with something. Um, In my journal, when I'm making notes, you know, that may be the particular topic of the day or of the evening Mm -hmm. about um, me needing to do X or I haven't been reading much lately um, or like the books that I want to read. I've been reading other like infotainment books, but Mm -hmm. not educational books. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that may be something I complain about. And the action that I take based off of that is grabbing a audiobook for something educational or oh, yeah, historical yeah. or something like that you know uh so it's more of yeah so i don't have the the uh, for me i don't have the the fine tune there are three things that i check daily not that i'm required to do it daily and i even include this in my daily planner and my monthly uh, tracking list as mm-hmm. to whether i do it and that's read work out and write those are okay. the three things that I'm highly focused on doing and that I check. And so my minimum threshold is at, at least three times a week for those items. And if I do more, that's okay. I'm always keeping that in mind and I'm always looking at that. It's always on my planner as to, you know, this particular day is marked uh, workout here, uh, workout mm-hmm. I do every other day. Mm-hmm. But if I do three days or whatever... And then I mark my weekly reviews and everything else. So it's kind of more nothing hard and fixed for me uh, with it. It's just more of a kind of like, how am I feeling? Let me check in with my feelings (laughs) and see how things are going. Or if I've been writing about something in my journal in which I'm trying to make a decision about or something like that, I do review them and see, okay, I keep writing about this. So what can I do? Uh, to actually take action or make a change on that particular thing so yeah or i may highlight something so it 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 varies there's a process Hmm. uh, for me it varies Um, i do use exist to check my mood at the end of the day and i'll make notes in there if there's something that changed throughout the day or whatever but uh, that's kind of my i guess my comparison to the spreadsheet. As you <laughs> call it. Yeah, mine is definitely really shows my mentality as the engineer numbers kind of person. Like I need that data for everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it's weird. Like it's not like I don't like the data. I do like the data because I have a writing log. I yeah I, I, yeah I do I, a
1: writing log too. I I have a daily workout spreadsheet that's actually saved as my home on my home tabs so that whenever I open up my my browser on any computer I have uh, any personal computer I have. I could uh, just look at that and see how many things I have done, and, and plug in from there. Yeah, yeah. I I guess it wrote about one thousand one hundred fifty-seven words between three different projects for today or this week. Uh, yesterday, um, usually Saturdays is my lowest writing days. Uh,
0: shut up! <laughs> uh, you certainly write more than me. Uh, well, yeah, you, yeah. How much did I write?
1: I'm not trying to show off. I'm just showing sure <laughs> the a day at hand. Yeah,
0: you're showing off. Do you track your newsletter writing? Is that something I do? I see? do track my newsletter okay. writing. So I track um, some writing the stuff that I don't track. If I write up notes for this show, because at one point I yeah, I didn't do that either. Yeah, I slacked. But uh, what I wanted to do was it's like ah, this is great information that I can use as blog post. So the notes that I wrote up today, I didn't track the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I've been wanting to write this blog post for a while of my productivity methods and process and tools okay yeah. so that may also be something I put on TPL um, as a resource as well like here's what Mark uses I think that would be pretty good <laughs> yeah some of the writing in those situations I do I do not track if it's anything for the blog/ slash, uh, medium or if it's uh, the newsletter. Mm-hmm. I I do track those writing. Every fiction project, I track the writing for. Again, sometimes I handwrite some entries, and I try to go back and transcribe that and log what the word count was, Mm -hmm. et cetera, for it. So um, I do make sure I track that, the start time, the date, the location, uh, the word span, everything to kind of get a sense of how many words I've written, for what projects, the type of writing, mm-hmm. whether it was outline or or writing. And you're just writing the thing or revising uh, if, if, if it was part of a revision or editing process. So that's something that I do track. I like that data. I mean, I don't use it for any planning or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I wrote X amount of words this week or X amount of words this month or this story I wrote X amount of words and it took a total of X amount of time mm. to do it. That's, I like the looking at the stats after the fact, but not to kind of plan or a-hid-run, a-hid-run. why can I talk? <laughs> Adhere. <laughs> That's the word I wanted to say. Adhere myself to any time uh, range or editing range. Yeah. So that all goes with my toggle time tracking uh, that we do and that we've talked about as well so um, i do do that um, and use that to answer your question
1: well i guess we got two things done already we got writing tracking and productivity tracking and i guess also your uh, uh your daily journaling as well and tracking exists so yeah we uh i think we got an end to three already it's actually more than i thought we get through so <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, uh, and I didn't even mention a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Do you have something else to add? I mean, I have one more thing things to add too. We got plenty of time. Where do you want me to go next? You, uh, you, you got it. You got it. Okay. All right. So, my next thing on the list is actually saying that was also covered in the in the quantified self episode, too. So, this is like, you know, the spiritual successor to that last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be called Our Strange Habits, parentheses, quantified self part two, or <laughs> said <So> that, <laughs> or redo, I guess. Redux. Yeah. Redux is cool that redux. word. Redux. Yeah. Quantified self, redux. This is one that actually I've been wanting to phase out in my life for a while, but I can't bring myself to do it because habits are hard to kill. I have this app on my phone called Dailyo. It's a mood tracking app where you could where you track your mood and you log like what you've been doing. It kind of like like exists like through different tags. So I have like under I've been breaking down to like different kinds of workouts I do from like weightlifting to running to friends, family, dogs that hang out with. Uh, different things like that, I kind of tag each moment whenever it reminds me about four times a day. I will add more uh, sometimes just the other day. Just kind of like a way to just kind of like be mindful of my mood, I would say, is what it's going to. I don't really use the data for anything. I actually I get this notification each week for like, here's your weekly reports like to show like, like, like what your average mood was and how it compared to the week before. And that's good in theory, but it doesn't really work too well with me. I just like it'd be just good for helping me be mindful of what I'm feeling at the time. Like say, for example, like if I'm like feeling like really angry at something and I tag social media, like, oh no, I gotta stop it with the social media. I should probably go and read it instead. So it's like more of a check-in than, a, than anything useful, like long-term useful like my spreadsheet is. This is more so just like in the moment usefulness to keep myself in check. And I actually did learn through the app that in general, I'm a pretty optimistic and good feeling person. I don't really have too many downers. Like my most, of my most, of my moods average like around. So it's on a five scale ranking. It goes from uh, what's the lowest one? I've actually never ranked. I never ranked the lowest score, despite over the time when it felt like our power good was going to fail us. I just put oh. it, I think it, no. I think I put it awful for that one. So yeah, it goes awful, <laughs> bad, meh, good, and great from lowest to high. And most of my rankings are between meh to good, uh, great usually happens like after saying novel happens or some like big achievement or like just seeing friends uh, bad is usually like maybe having a bad day at work or uh, maybe i don't sleep that well that night and i just wake up feeling horrible and then awful i may have only used that one time whenever the power grid was filling us here in texas that that's kind of like my short thing i do i can't really say too much about daily o some people use it for actual mood tracking to like see like how they're like it's useful for people that have like depression or bipolar Uh, The subreddit for DailyO has a lot of people that suffer from those illnesses that I use it and it helps them keep in track and helps them uh, get data probably for the therapist if they are asking for that. But it's good for many different things. But I use it as like like a quick check-in to go, okay, how am I feeling? So that means I don't really do it every day. I do it like once a day because uh, I, I want to have a streak. It has arbitrary trophies it gives you for having streaks. So I do it for that reason. But I typically uh, mostly do it during work days, not so much on weekends. I might do like two or three entries on the weekends and that's it. Uh, but it's mostly there just to keep myself in check and being mindful of my own mental state at the time and what I'm doing that's causing that to be true. Uh, that Nothing more to add to that. Uh, I, like I said, I kind of want to phase it out of my life because it's not really useful in terms of like aggregate data. It's more useful as in the moment check-in. But I think it's uh, it does not spare minimum. Or it does, doesn't do the bare minimum, but does what it needs to do. And it takes no more than 30 seconds to fill out an entry, typically. So it doesn't take too much of my time. And so that's my next weird habit. Also, the app, unfortunately, has gone to subscription based. Uh, when I got it, it was a $10 one time payment for all the features, uh, which is unfortunate. But I understand subscription models are are handy for developers to keep on supporting software. I just thought I'd throw that out there. So, if you're interested in it, it's a subscription. I don't know how much. I'm pretty sure it's less than $5. I think it's a pretty cheap subscription, but I will look into that. They also use it as a habit tracker, too. See so you'd like, uh, but I don't care to enter that. Uh, yeah, their tagline is self care bullet journal with goals, mood, diary, and happiness tracker. Yeah, you could do a custom uh, entry as well, which I don't really use that much. Oh yeah, it's also, I should have got such note too, is that Delio only does local backups. They don't do server-side backups. They aren't tracking everything. Uh, so you only share your information through things like Google Drive or something. Uh, like for example, my phone, whenever it broke, I actually lost like five days worth of logs and my streak was ruined forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a privacy issue uh, like other things. Like Although Exist isn't a privacy issue right now, uh, if they get acquired by somebody else, it might be a privacy issue. But uh, yeah. Anyways, got
0: anything, Mike? Yeah, I really don't do any weird stuff. So the, I mean, if we're talking about streaks, there's one streak that, I, well, and this is also gives me a segue to mention an announcement from this particular app as well that I'm super hyped for. Yeah. But, so that's read-wise. Uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, like that's something I do every day. I readwise allows you to capture quotations and make notes. You can also create flashcards for training and, and stuff like that based on the things that you capture. But uh, it it integrates with your Kindle. Um, you can I use um, a browser extension to highlight text. It integrates with medium mm. and other reading apps. So anything that you highlight, mm-hmm. it uh, highlights and saves that within the app. You can tag it, search for it, et cetera, et cetera. I yeah, it's really useful for
1: preparing for the book review episodes of our show. so why I, I pay for it. I use the daily check-in like you
0: do, but I mostly use it for preparing for each show. <laughs> yeah, um, I use it for preparing for any writing. If I'm reading something, I highlight uh, like I use, uh, so if I'm writing and researching something in which I don't uh, po- <laughs> I haven't posted or, or published anything in that manner in quite a while. Mm. It's because it's just, I've been like tackling different things, but I use Ulysses, which is a uh, subscription tool. Um, it uses Markdown. I like it. So it, you do pay for it. That's, mm. that's the only downside, but I tried it. I enjoy it. Um, I really like using the tool. I mostly use it for nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have what they call material sheets that I use for research. So that's where I post like uh, an outline or a draft or idea links and quotations. So I use that with read wise. If I'm reading anything online, um, anything that I've highlighted, I look up that particular topic. And if I tag it, it pulls in other tags for other stuff that I tagged. Now, again, I also use Zettelkasten, so I'm writing stuff on physical note cards if I'm reading a physical book or something like that. But I do scan those back into Readwise. So I scan any physical uh, index cards that I'm writing for Zettelkasten. I scan those back into Readwise. Yeah, that's why I we talked this before in our
1: Zettelkasten review.
0: Yeah, that was a really yeah. cool idea that I've considered doing, but I'm saying it's taken over that role. Yeah, so if I don't, if I don't, if I'm at home working on something and I don't grab the physical card, sometimes I want the digital representation of that. Um, for older stuff that I already stored in Rewise, I can just look at that particular tag when I'm writing something to reference. Why I use it every day is because they also give you your uh, the. Have a schedule, uh, you know, review where you get to review some of your previous quotes and things that you Mm -hmm. highlighted. So I really like every morning going over stuff that I previously highlighted, seeing Mm -hmm. what notes I wrote about uh, that particular thing. And it helps keep any ideas in mind, any topics or anything like that in mind. If I'm um, wanting to research or write something else or maybe it's a story idea because I do log those as well. Uh, it's very nice from that regard. So with that, I've kind of built up a 490 day streak.
1: Wow. I am so bad at, uh, maintaining streaks and read wise. I break them like every other day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I make sure that I'm reviewing it. I'm number 77 on the, um, uh, leaderboard. And Wait, I'm there's like, a leaderboard. I need the game that. There's, there's a leaderboard. What? There's a leaderboard. So, I'm <laughs> I'm going to check mine right now. <laughs> 76 people need to drop out. Like, y'all need to stop reading y'all highlights. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do so you see like, the leaderboard? I'm on is it the So, we open the app where it has in the top right corner, your your streak number of okay, lightning yeah. boat. Yeah. That gives you all your statistics. And then you should see. I see. see.
1: Okay. I'm number 3,972. My current streak (laughs) is one day. (laughs) My longest streak of all time is 27 days from January 18th to February 13th, which is like right around the time when the freeze happened. That freeze ruined everything.
0: (laughs) That freeze ruined everything. Yeah. There's the leaderboard. Um, I'm in the top 100. How many
1: many highlights do you have? I have 12,250, which is a lot more than I thought. That's crazy. Wait. This year? It says all time. not Yeah, because I went back to all my old Kindle history and I got this thing. In the past year, is 1,427.
0: Oh, no, you got more highlights than me, even though I've been using it longer than you. It says <laughs> uh, my cr- highlights created all time is 549. But again, I do have a lot of index cards and sticky notes and quotes in my notebooks that I never transfer to readwise see the top score on, on Readwise in the
1: leaderboard is James with 987 days. Good to you, James.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, James, you need to drop out,
1: yeah, or drop out so Mark can get to the top. But yeah, exactly. a lot of
0: people need to fight through on this one. Oh, I see you 490. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listen to audiobooks, and those are hard to transcribe back to Readwise. Oh,
1: yeah, it's true, yeah. Actually. I never really cared too much for audiobooks, but Readwise makes me not really care even more because I want those highlights to so easily searchable.
0: Yeah, I'm always conflicted with audiobooks because I really enjoy them. They're great. They allow me to focus and do other things when doing it. But like I just finished uh, another book, but I had to like pause when something good happened, <laughs> rewind yeah. and then like write write out the quote or something on the index card and i haven't pushed those back into readwise yet but one of the great things that i'm super hyped about in readwise so that's currently what i use i use it for uh my own idea generation oh yeah that's right read- this thing we put in the thing to talk about yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's right yeah. um and reviewing my own notes and taking notes and i love reviewing quotes there's one quote from the magicians I'm going to blank, blank, kill you. Just the way, I can't say it, it'll be bleep. But (laughs) just the way that quote, I highlighted that when I read that book, because I died laughing. It was just the character that said it, the situation that happened, and then how I imagined them saying it is hilarious. So every time that quote comes up, I'm, I just, I laugh. Um, so I keep the widget on my iPhone and iPad where it rotates through quotes. So that's really nice to see on the board. But to the main point, the developers of ReadWise has announced ReadWise Reader. Mm. What is that? Yeah, I know. It, what is that? I, <laughs> I'm
1: actually, I'm only vaguely aware of it. I just, I'm skimming the page right now as you're talking about
0: they say no more juggling of dozens of reading apps, just one, and they call it Reader. So it's kind of like an RSS reader. Okay. Which I, I still use. It's like a Read It Later app. Uh, if you're familiar with Pocket or Instapaper, I use Pocket. Uh, yeah, I use Pocket. Yeah. yeah. It uh, also pulls in PDFs, save PDFs. So there's lots of PDFs that I have. That I've highlighted things in those particular PDFs that I have to kind of go back to to pull out to add to my you know overall notes. It does Twitter threads, of course. With Readwise, you can tell it to uh, follow or mark something for Twitter uh, or uh, Twitter post or thread if it's good information that you want. And then web highlighting. It combines all of that into a singular app. So sometimes. Uh, when i'm making quotes or stuff stuff like that it's easy and read wise because you can get back to the kindle location by just clicking on it it takes you directly to the kindle location if it's a physical book i try to make sure that i put the page or chapter uh, in there because i may want to go back to the actual source to see the surrounding context of that this does that Right, because if you're highlighting that particular text, it keeps those articles within your inbox to that you have or that you archived. You can look at the quote or the information that you tagged, and then you can go and launch that uh, article and see all the surrounding context with it. This is what I need. Uh, <laughs> this is what I want. Yeah, I'm looking at it. it looks really cool.
1: I'm excited to see
0: where this goes. Yeah. So this is like. Like you're like heavy. Well, they're they're promoting for heavy readers, but other you know everyone else. But heavy readers. Since I you know I'm a heavy reader. Well, I think. And I'm also kind of like partially researcher. I like researching things and and making notes of that to use later. I'm like give this to me now. And of course, we all know the integrations and stuff that uh, Readwise has with all the tools Mm. that I use. It's one of my favorite apps. Uh, it's something that I use. Now this is turning into an ad for them. So it really I'll is. So we sh- watch this episode. We'll, like highly,
1: we'll, we'll, hold, we'll hold this part hostage until you watch this episode.
0: <laughs> so that's one of the things I do, um, I guess, that may be strange. I think so. I mean, constantly I, reviewing quotes and
1: stuff. Yeah, it's not common. And uh, I try to keep up with it. But I just have a hard time keeping up with my streaks. I do have 10 quotes pushed me each day. And mm-hmm. the problem with me with my streaks or with my Readwise usage is that once I started using Readwise, I started highlighting more than just like the interesting part of the text, but like everything around it as well. So I'm like, okay, that's a good line, but I want this whole paragraph for context. It used to be just like I highlight it like the interesting line and that's it. But my my how I highlight has changed a lot to add more context. So each morning it takes like a couple minutes to go through all of these because they're longer paragraphs than they used to be uh, for
0: these insights. And I, that to me like, makes it harder for me to read as much. Oh, I make sure that when I do that for something that's maybe a longer paragraph, I re-summarize it in my own words at the bottom. Oh, with the so, notes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. In my notes. So I try to make sure that I do that. That's a good I, idea. So I have context as to why I highlighted that particular thing. not just. I'm pretty lazy at doing that. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I got to step it up, bro. Yeah. Got to step it up. Uh, I say that, of course, with your mega spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. that you, uh, you, I do have ca- Readwise
1: plugin for Obsidian though, and I could go through all the highlights from every single book I've ever read on Kindle, at least, and find yeah, some and books I have that there.
0: for Notion, and so it synch- synchronizes all my highlights that I have to Notion as well. So there's some been some highlights that I deleted where I'm like, I didn't want that. Yeah, my- Delete. My
1: infinite just one is really long. Twenty six thousand <laughs> words I've highlighted, and that I guess it also includes
0: the links and the location. But it's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's one thing I need to do do better in in trying to make sure that in a timely fashion, I re I scan back my notes and quotes and stuff back to Readwise that I don't do as often as I should. I do do that, but I you know. I'm staring at a stack of Mm -hmm. index cards that needs to be (laughs) scanned and added to Readwise uh, so that I can have digital versions of that. Cause it would suck if I lost those index cards. But um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's my thing that I do that I enjoy that helps me writing and research and then just kind of reliving some of those texts Mm -hmm. is that uh, I heavily use, heavily, heavily use, Readwise, and I can't wait for their new reader. Like, yeah, I'm just. Did
1: they have? A, uh, I signed up for for it. Do so they have an official announcement? I don't see it on here. No, there's really other
0: people that. have already been using
1: it. Some yeah, there's I a testimonial on, on the bottom. Like, to the beta testers It says love loved by founders, which I actually misread as loved by the founders, which is like of course they love it. They made the app. <laughs> <laughs> it's loved by founders. It's like founders of different companies. They have another testimonial for loved by professionals, and they have another testimonial for. Led by by academics, uh, so yeah, they definitely have even people beta beta reading, or beta, reading, beta testing this app, and uh, yeah, so uh, which makes sense because they're definitely hyping this up. So there's probably a pretty big uh, group out there of beta testers that are very hyped about this.
0: And I'm just you know sad that I wasn't thought of as a beta tester or <laughs> alpha tester for this. You know, like. Uh, why didn't you guys like reach out to me? You know, maybe the next one. Now I got to wait with the rest of the plebs for the closed beta. <laughs> <Ugh>. I know. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, got so I got one more. I got one more. This yeah. will
1: also be quick too. This is a new addition to my life. And I talked about, I think briefly, this is new as of reading, uh, refuse to choose. Uh, in the mm-hmm. book refuse to choose. Barbara talks about having a rotating priorities board where you prioritize different things in your life and you kind of move things around. I decided to... So uh, for the longest time, I was tracking things digitally, like Notions, Kanban boards, but it led to an issue with me never actually checking anything. I just kind of have it there, and I actually have grown further and away from Notion since all the issues with with their servers going down, which is one reason why I switched to Obsidian, although they're not necessarily in the same ballpark. Uh, They are considered rival apps, uh, but uh, I I was using the Notion Kanban boards for a while, and it wasn't really quite doing it for me. So I recently got a something I didn't even know existed, a poster board that's a whiteboard. So it's like a three dollar whiteboard I pretty much have at my house that I taped to uh, the wall right next to my desk, and on it I have a a Kanban-esque board slash rotating priorities board. Uh, it's a combination of the two. Where I have on it, I have the x axis is the priority of the projects, and the y axis is the uh, percent done of the projects of the estimated percent done. Because of course, you never know how much percent really is. Uh, but uh, I started doing this recently, and it's made it a lot more clear on the things I should be focusing on. Saying things that are uh, like say like high percent complete but lower priority that actually moves it into. Increase the priority for them and get it done. I'm always looking at it, so right now I have three things on the board. Uh, one of the things is to edit our last episode, which I'm almost done with. I finished editing the last episode. I just got to write the description and get ready to go posted. So it's actually at 99, percent pretty much on that board. The uh, other things I have on there are the uh, well, the short story I just completed that was off the board now. And what I do is I have I have index cards. I got color-coded index cards, and I have them colored by different uh, areas of my life. I'm considering maybe changing it to each color means the, the length of the projects, but I'm so far using different areas of my life. So I have yellow is personal task and personal projects. So these are, these are projects, not tasks. Those are different things. Like a task is a subset yeah. of a project. And so these are just projects, uh, which I actually, I don't have too much on there, but I have yellow for personal I have green for household projects slash physical things to do. So that would be things like, I don't know, if we work on the garden again or something, that would be a physical projects. And then I have blue for audio, video, and multimedia, just basically podcasting and video things. And I have uh, pink slash red. It's kind of like a red pink uh, for writing. So that's the majority of my board is all that red pink. And I have purple for other. I'm thinking about maybe breaking it down by project length, just because I barely ever use the yellow, blue. All right, I barely ever use the yellow, green, and purple uh, colors. So maybe more use, get more mileage out of these things. I do it by by project length. But for now, it's by different areas of my life. And below the board, I also write down my weekly goals for that week. So for this week, it's uh, to finish the first chapter of the short story, uh, record this episode, edit and publish the last episode that we did, which is a daily. the the day book one. And and above that, I have uh, my monthly goals, which has no more than five. I have three in there for this month, which is uh, finish the last short story I wrote, uh, finish and edit that one, which I just checked off last weekend. Uh, I also have one for my second short story I'm trying to write this month, uh, or my short story of the month, which is I'm currently working on. And then also uh, various other small things. And then I have a next step, my general goal list, which I now have two newsletters a month, uh, which actually should that's my monthly goals so these are just like recurring goals for each month to keep myself in check two newsletters a month two short story or one short story a month and I also find there are one uh, quadrant nine posts each month but I don't know if that's gonna stick I have I like writing fiction more but uh, that's my last habit it's been very helpful to like have it there in front of me and it's in my office so when I come in here I see it there uh, I tried doing digital solutions before but it's easy to forget so I just refuse to look at those. This Kanban boards. Also, this Kanban boards can get pretty messy digitally, I think, because you just keep playing with every project and you just get overwhelmed. This one, I mm-hmm. have to, I'm only putting things on there that I'm trying to focus on right now if I can. I also have below the board, I also have a thing called the Project Waystation, which is a list of different projects I want to work on, but either have been put on hold uh, or are just merely ideas I'd like to think about further. So, like having it there in front of my eyes and see, okay, do I want to pursue this some more? Well, I do after I complete a project is I have a, a finish line that everything crosses and I put on the back of each of each note card I put the date that I finished it and that that way I can keep track of like which months I finished different things and, and it's been very helpful I've only been doing this for probably the past three weeks or so three four weeks but I've been loving it a lot I recently showed it to a friend of mine who's also kind of like us Mark and he he has a lot of different interests, but he has like a hard time keeping track of them. I showed him a picture of this as we were getting beers the other day. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, that's awesome. Send so me a picture of that later on so he'd keep it for reference. <laughs> uh is also like us too, It's like a lot of different project ideas. So uh, yeah. it's uh I don't think it's anything novel, it's just a combination of two different systems I think work really well, which is your priorities and your per- and your percent done normally kanban wasn't doing it for me because i could have things same percent like like in progress or 50% done or whatever for a long while and never actually get any worth it so this one i think makes it a little bit more flexible and i i might write a blog post about this one since this one is easier to write about than my daily review so uh, i might write a blog post of this one in the future we'll see but yeah it's in uh one of of the best new additions to my life i'd say and that's it. I think that's the, I made a list of three things I want to talk about. That's my third
0: one. I don't know if you have anything else, Mark. I use the, the Kanban board. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, though, again, mine, yours, you said yours is projects. Mine is tasks. Oh yeah. So yeah, I use Todoist for my
1: actual task for each projects, but just being aware of the projects is helpful.
0: See, I use Trello for the project. Okay. Um, Notion is my documentation okay. for the project. Uh, Trello, Trello is the the action and progress of the project and all the automation workflows and due dates for different things. So if it's video, due date for that, or uh, if it's writing, like when the first revision is due, when the draft is, or you know, uh, whatever is due. Um, and then I use the uh, Kanban board. For the actual individual task, so if I'm writing a story and I'm estimating, like maybe it's five thousand words mm. is going to be my goal for for this story, uh, then I break down uh, one thousand words, oh, like each okay. sticky yeah. note yeah. is one thousand words. Idea. Or, I don't do right? that. Uh, yeah, I I break it down into milestones. So for me, uh, that's why like I love moving the sticky notes down to done. Because that helps me with something being long, large projects. Um, like it can be quite a while. Yeah, something I, I kind of do that too with
1: like right now with my short stories I'm writing. I have a card for each draft I do. I have one yeah. card for the first draft and then I have a second card for the second draft slash edits. I consider those as the same process since it's refining what my original ideas were. And yeah. that, that to me has been helping because otherwise it would feel longer. So uh, that's a good uh, Yeah, it's like, like, how do you want to break it down and all that stuff? Breaking down tasks is important. And I do want to move those things over to the finish line quicker, so it's like to do it slower.
0: And, and it just helps how to, I like having that visual representation or the visual identifier or marker, if you will, of seeing progress being made on that. Mm-hmm. So like Project Witch, uh, I may not know what the word count is, but I outline like 10 chapters. It may be small right and i may expand them but I, I outlined 10 chapters and so i'm like okay this week i'm working on chapter five mm-hmm. that's a sticky note um my, while my trello board for that project will just say draft one mm-hmm. okay i'm working on draft one but it's it's kind of like you said kind of, it, it, i'm not sure if in this one or a previous one it's kind of demoralizing to not see that move yeah or make any progress yeah. so that's why i like on a combine board where i break it down into particular milestones mm-hmm. for that project yeah that's like
1: that's how i like to do the percent done because like if i like write a little bit for yeah. something i can just like okay move it slightly up i'm like look at that it's going up like yeah that's great at The, end of the that, day i'm I mean, like okay move that slightly up like it's may barely move but it's just nice to see it move upwards
0: that could actually save me some sticky notes if I did the percentage of that. I'll have to think about that, Kyle. Yeah, it, it's been helpful.
1: It. I guess it is a new addition, but I don't see it going away anytime soon. And, and you can start for cheap. I bought. I'm thinking I started this whole thing for like ten dollars. I got. I got dry erase yeah. markers from Office mm-hmm. Depot. I got this dry erase poster board, which I'm so happy exists for like three dollars from Office Depot, maybe five dollars, and then the note cards, which actually I already had, I think. But those are probably about five dollars as well. So like fifteen dollars to get this all started instead of like buying a whiteboard or whatever. And the fact that I got a whiteboard one makes it easier to add additions as well and modify it. Because originally yeah. I did buy this whiteboard this uh this poster board to make an actual conventional Kanban board. But after like a week of using it, I was like, This isn't working for me and I read right refuse to choose. I'm like, Oh, this is a good idea. I could like add like add a priority section to this now and create an X and Y <laughs> axis and it made it so much better. Yeah.
0: Um and not everything goes on my Kanban board for all my projects, just active stuff that I'm yeah, it's like out.
1: a minus two. Like I have a few things on here that are technically higher percentage, but they're at the uh they're
0: in the project way station still right now. Yeah. Yeah. So these are things that, that's been reviewed and vetted and are ready to go on or be working on next. Um and so it's split between um I guess publishing stuff and personal stuff, if you will. Um, and so I would include training and in anything like that mm. that I was wanting to track milestones for. And it's just to do in progress and done. So um, I just, again, love seeing moving those little sticky notes down and having them all coalesce into that bottom <laughs> quadrant. Yeah. Because then it just fills up and I'm like, look how much I've <laughs> done. Yeah. Um, it, I love it. Otherwise, that stuff used to be on my desk. I used to just have sticky notes all over my desk to represent like the little milestones for each of those things. So uh, I guess that will also be something else that I've added and enjoy, which may seem like a triplication of my process because I have a a physical planner, which is just weekly Mm -hmm. and daily. I use Notion for monthly, annually. And quarterly mm-hmm. planning or you can just say monthly so i do mm-hmm. all like 12 months and that's monthly but that's documentation and pulling in all the tracking items mm-hmm. and and everything else from the you know quote unquote quantified self um and then uh trello for the actual projects and execution and the physical uh kanban board for me of the milestones of those particular projects uh, that I'm working on, so it may all seem like triple, triple, triplecation. Oh man, I ooh, I'm gonna need to take a nap after this. Um, but it works for me. It's a process that kind of makes sense to me, and it works. So I may actually do a whole like, ooh, a big write-up about all of this. <laughs> man, a lot more things out of the campaign board. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, more stuff being added, and I love it. I love I it. I love it. So that's all I got. Um, yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily weird, but um, some stuff that I do that that kind of stands out. And uh, again, I may just write a full-on blog post about each of these things to kind of give a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. All right. Well,
1: uh, I guess time to talk about what's next up on the show. Saying that, actually, I need to see how long this book is going to be because I got to start it soon. Uh, next episode to the 60 which means that it's a book review and we chose our book uh well about good read telling us book mark and <laughs> try to do some time playing
0: book is like let's say 250, 250 okay not
1: too bad all right uh, that's about average for this kind of book yeah so we're gonna be reading the book the practice by Seth golden right golden golden, golden yeah. yes by Seth golden I've heard a lot of... Things about this book, mostly good things. And I've been wanting to read it for a while. And then it was on sale on an Amazon recently. Actually, Amazon did their whole we gave you $5 credit for this book because it's been in your wish list for the past three months and we want you to buy it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of paying like the usual like $13 or whatever, I paid like $8. And I used my Amazon credit and bought it. And we uh, were talking about the last week on Slack, like what should we read next? And uh, since I just bought it, it was on the top of my mind. And we decided we'll be reading. The Practice by Seth Godin. I heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, and I've had it recommended to me before. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you've
0: read it, Mark. You have the physical copy right in front of you. I I have not read it. I'm such... Um, my classes have been consuming most of my actual reading time and reading language and in, in editing books and grammar books and stuff like that. So um, I did buy it as soon as it came out. I do follow his podcast and and previous stuff like that so i was uh supremely interested in what he writes the the structure seems like another book a pocket full of dough or pocket full of dew but uh by chris doe he runs the future it's he's more in the design area um in which it's like small vignettes mm. of uh, themed around topics interesting okay yeah i am not expect a, for this one at all so <laughs> this'll be fun. It, so yeah so it'll be interesting um and it'll be definitely easier i i think if we like if there's something to go back to because then you can say oh go to number 124 that stood out for me in this section right um so it's not a so it's a little bit different than your your conventional uh style interesting okay
1: well that's good to know all right well in the meantime you can check out all of our episodes. Uh, including topics that are probably stranger than our habits we talked about today, like cold showers and a productivity drink that makes you throw up. Actually, it doesn't make you throw up; it made me throw up. Uh, you could listen to all <laughs> of those kinds of episodes about strange things in our backlog at the or tpl.show for short. You can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Productive Lab, uh, where Mark kind of manages the Instagram more than I do. I use Twitter, I think, more than you. I, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not good at managing. Uh, brand accounts, so to speak, of uh, project accounts. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm also active on Twitter at KyleSQ9, uh, where I tweet a lot of small things. I've been, uh, I have re- been I recently replayed through Star Fox and I was tweeting about that, Star Fox 64. Those. And uh, you could also read my blog post where I post occasionally at quadrant9.net. You could read all my short stories at jonathankweb.com. And you can subscribe to my newsletter to stay up to date for all my projects, along with a lot of recommendations from books to podcasts to YouTube, uh, mostly nerdy stuff like Science YouTube is on there or uh, or uh, nerdy books as well. I will recommend in the uh, newsletter, which I call Dispatch from Quadrant 9, which you go to at, you go to email slash s q That is K-Y-L-E, the letter S, the letter Q, and then the number nine. Uh, how about Mark?
0: How about Mark? Where can people find me, Mark? <laughs> they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio. That's Ask Mark I O. You can also find my writings, uh, well, past writings, since I haven't been re- uh, haven't published anything uh, in in a little while. But you can find that on my blog and my newsletters, and which a uh, new one should be coming out this weekend. At Ask Mark dot io. That's mark dot io. And I think that's it for this I episode. I think so. It's a
1: long episode, but it was a fun episode. Kinda of a moment to just show off. So in the meantime, indeed. Uh take some inspiration from this episode and stay productive. installing so he'd open up the spreadsheet to get the things <laughs> ready uh let's see give me one second no wrong button i not cancel i was
0: gonna save it tab. through the magic of editing it would appear as nothing happened <laughs> yeah. so like some of that stuff i don't sorry there's a truck i don't know if you can hear but it's probably getting picked up in the recording on my side
1: oh i can't hear it <laughs>